The following presentation is from Mountain Park Community Church in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Mountain Park, along with additional audio and video teachings, visit mountainpark.org. Well, I've been bathing in the fruit for a uh, few weeks here, and this week something occurred to me very clearly. There is one fruit that is the winner. There is one fruit that is above all the other fruit. And just so you know, it's not kindness. I don't want to kind of trip you out there. Okay, there's one fruit. What fruit do you think is kind of the dominating fruit? Love. How would you guys know that? It, it's, it's the first, I, I just, the first service knew that too. I should have just asked you guys right off the bat. But, but, fruit, but love is the one that really kind of drives the whole machine. Love is the one that Paul lists first. Uh, Jesus, when he was saying, what is the greatest commandment? He says, love God, love others. Love is the drive. I mean, the Beatles understood this. They said, all you need is love. They had this decades ago. They got this whole deal. Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is referred to as the love chapter. Love is patient, love is kind, all those things. He, He says, and these three remain at the end of that section. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is what? Is love. And then elsewhere, Paul in Colossians, he writes in chapter 3, he says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. It's, it's the same consistent list of things that Paul uh, talks about in Galatians chapter 5. He says them again here. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Love is the winner. Love is the one. But love is so slippery. Love is such a hard thing to understand. We throw around that word to mean so many different things. I love my wife. I absolutely love my wife. And I also love cookie and ice cream dessert from oregano's. That thing that where it's in the bowl and it's still kind of melty and all. That thing is unbelievable. It is stinking awesome, that thing. Now, I passionately, strongly love both of those things. But fortunately, very differently. Do I, do I love it? Love, love covers so much ground. It's just kind of hard for us to, to get, a, get a handle on. It's that, and and um, in Scripture... There's, there are many different words for love as God tries to help us understand different facets of this. Well, kindness is like a slice of love. It is a section of love. It is the love that has legs and arms on it. Kindness is love in action. Kindness is love in action. It is, it is the one that, that, that moves and, and has impact and, and uh and transforms. Kindness is love in action. Let's say it together. Ready? Kindness is love in action. That's what we're going to talk about here today. James kind of messes us up. James is the brother of Jesus, and he writes a book appropriately titled James in the New Testament. And in there, he says something that really wrestles with our theology. He says, he says that faith without works is dead. And that's really kind of a tricky one as we're really fully embracing the power of grace and, and what it means to have faith in Christ. But similarly, love without action is like a Hallmark card. I mean, it's, really, it's just kind of words. We can say that we love something. You can say that you love me. You can say that you love 
your your enemies. You can say that you love the poor. You can say that you even love your mother-in-law. You can say that you love those who are struggling in the in the economic situation right now. Those who have lost their jobs. You we can say all those things, but unless that love becomes action, it's just like words floating around. Just words floating around. Kindness is when love takes action. God, fortunately, is not just a God of words. I mean, he's given us the word. He's given us scripture. and We've got these beautiful things to ruminate on. But God is not limited to words. He doesn't just say, I love you. Trust me. Love me back. Uh, Do this. Don't do that. Do this. I'm going to help you out with life. He doesn't just stop there. God is a God of action. Paul says that God demonstrates his love. He demonstrates his love in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God actively demonstrates his love. He understands what it means for love to be in action, to have legs, to have feet. The Bible talks a lot about the kindness of God. It talks consistently in the Old Testament and the New Testament. talks about the kindness of God. Now, why would God want to be kind. What, what does God's kindness look like? Why does God want to be kind? Paul, the one who wrote Galatians, where we get the fruit of the Spirit, he's also the one who wrote the, the mind-numbing book called Romans. And this is it. If you want to go after thinking through theology, you go after the book of Romans, and it is just a phenomenal book. And in the second chapter, he starts it off by saying, you know, it's not our place to judge other people. That is not our place. That is not what we are here to do because we judge people for the same things that that we do. That's not right. That is God's place. And who are we to question the kindness God shows to us in in his grace that he shows us? And this is what Paul says. He says, do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance? God's kindness leads us towards change, towards repentance. Kindness has an effect on people. God's kindness has an effect on us. It's it's love in action that moves us, that has an effect on us. And the kindness that we show other people has an effect on them. Kindness affects other people. Now, how do you affect other people? What is the impact that you make on people as you interact with them okay what is the what is the wake behind your boat as you're cruising along with life okay as you're as you're uh interacting with teams or groups or you're in your job or you're new at your job or you're you're involved with a small group or with a church setting or whatever what impact do you have on that community on that group of people what is it that you bring some people go into a group and they bring drama like tatiana from american idol and she comes in, and she does her whole thing, and you go, that is so weird. And you kind of watch it. Now, for those of you who don't watch the show, uh, forgive me, uh, uh, you know, TV is, is the devil's tool, so you don't want to watch it. But just kidding. But, I mean, this is just kind of an interesting, interesting picture of someone just brings drama wherever she goes. Some people, they bring conflict. They just get into a room and they say, okay, who, who am I going to fight with? I mean, there's kind of a conflict. Some people bring judgment. There's an evaluation, okay, better than that person, not than that person, I'm going to go after this person and feel better about myself, that kind of thing. 
What do you bring? What do you bring into a group setting? Do you bring kindness? Is kindness the wake that you leave as you're, as you're cruising through life and interacting with people? Where's kindness in your journey? See, kindness is taking these opportunities that come before us to have an impact on other people. And these opportunities, they come and go so fast. They're just blink of an eye stuff. You know, you're driving down the road and you go, wow, looks like that person needs some help. Too late. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just kind of... If I was already stopped and standing right next to him, maybe I could have done something about it, but I'm already moving along. I don't really have any place to go, but I'm, I'm already moving on. Now, if they had a sign a mile back that said, need help, one mile ahead, please consider showing kindness to me, then I might think, well, maybe I have the opportunity to do that, but that's not the way kindness presents itself. That's not the way opportunities present We just, they come and they go so fast, and are our antenna up to be ready to respond in a life-changing, kind way to those around us, to those that God brings before us. Let me give you an example. Some of you are familiar with this story. It happened last year, and it's a story of a senior softball player from uh, Western Oregon University. Her name was Sarah uh, Tukulski. That still is her name. Sarah Tukulski, senior softball player. Sarah had never hit a home run in her softball career all through high school, all through college, never hit a home run. Well, she's playing one of, the, one of the tough teams, and they're down by two runs, and there are two runners on base. And she is up to bat, and everyone's saying, easy out, it's Sarah, it's never done a home run, no problem. Sarah takes the pitch and just slaughters the thing straight down center field and gets her first ever home run. People are going crazy, it's a three-run homer, fabulous stuff. Sarah goes towards first base and she misses the base. And then she realizes, oops, I missed the base. Got to touch all the bases. So as she turns around, she twists on her knee, pivots, and blows her knee out. Just completely rips the ligament in her knee. Torn ligament, she's on the ground. There's no, all she can do is crawl herself back to first base. There's nothing else. There's no more she can do at that point. She has two options according to the rules of softball. Uh, one option is that somebody on her team or one of her coach comes out, comes out to help her and she's instantly out. If anybody touches her, she's out. The other option is that she can be replaced by a pinch runner and she'll get a single out of it. So her first home run ever in her senior year, the only chance is she'll get to do this and her home run wouldn't count because someone would have to step in and, and take, a, take, take a single for her. Well, the Mallory was the first base player for the opposing team for, uh, for Central Washington University. Mallory's on first base and said to the umpire, said, um, is there any rule against someone on our team helping her? And the umpire said, I'm not aware of anything against that. So the first baseman, they're down by two runs, first baseman calls the shortstop and says, come over here, picks up Sarah and carries her to the second base Bends her down so she can touch the plate. Carries her over to the third base. Bends her down. She touches the plate. Brings her all the way home. Touches her plate. Everybody on both teams bawling their eyes out as they watch this act of kindness. Now Mallory is this, is this young woman on first base who is the home run leader in the conference. She had no clue what the story was. She didn't know that Sarah never hit a home run. 
She didn't even know that when she in that moment decided to go after kindness. She could have just stepped back and no one would have ever questioned her. Her integrity, no one would have ever questioned her and let the other team decide what they're going to do. But she stepped into it and offered kindness. They, her team lost that game and as a result, didn't make the playoffs. Okay, I mean, this was a, this was a big deal for, the, for, for Mallory and her team to have done this. But in the big picture, in the grand scheme, which decision had the better impact was the better decision. I mean, it's just a great picture of love in action, of kindness. Now, I love that story, but maybe that story's just a little too far away for you. Maybe that's sort of a, it's, it made national news and it's the whole, maybe that's just kind of a little distant for you. Well, let's bring it home a little bit. There's uh, Monica, who's a part of our church here, who uh, she and her family rented a condo in Pine Top for the spring break here right now. And because of some uh, medical situations, they weren't able to make it. So she contacted every person she knew to say, hey, it's already paid for. You just go and, and if somebody could use it, just go ahead and take it. Just go ahead. I want someone to be able to use it. It's on us. That's love and action. That's kindness. Or what about uh, Nancy, who's a part of our church, and realized just this week, came to the realization that there are people in Phoenix who, as a result of the recession, do not have a place to stay. Families that do, not have, that do not have a shelter over their heads right now. So she emailed me, and she emailed, emailed our church, and she said, you know, I, have a, I, have, I don't have a large home, but it's clean and it's safe. And if there are any, uh, you know, a, a mom and a child or a small family of three who could, uh, who could use the one room that we have available, we want to make that available. All I know is that if, if I was in that situation, I would want somebody to, uh, to, to offer their humble home to me. So just let me know if there's a need for that. Okay, Jesus says, do unto others as you would have done to you. See, Nancy gets this. There's this kindness piece, there's an opportunity, and she popped up, love in action. Let me tell you one more story. It's a story of a guy named Dean Schifferer. Dean is on our board here at the church. And um, this story is, uh, the board is the group that I report to, that I'm accountable to, and this story is why I love being accountable to this group of people, to being shaped by, this, by these kinds of people. Uh, Dean and his family have invited a, a few young women in their, uh, teen, in their teens to, to live at their home, to be a part of their family experience because of whatever circumstances in their own lives that are, that are not great. And so their family has said, we'll take them in and take care of them and love on them. And uh, last month, as they were approaching Valentine's Day, Dean decided, I want to do something special for my wife. I just want to really, really remind her of how, um, of how great she is. So he decided, I'm going to do this great Valentine's Day. And then he thought, you know, these women that are with us, they need to have a great Valentine's Day experience as well. So what he did is he teamed up with some other guys and actually teamed up with the father of one of the girls that is staying with, with them and gave invitations to, to all the women and saying, show up at our house as if you're going to a wedding. So dress up nicely, and we'll take care of you that day. They showed up. They had hors d'oeuvres outside, pampered them, took care of them, brought them into a multiple-course meal inside with linen and flowers and music and candles and clean utensils and whatever a man could think of to make this a perfect, 
beautiful scenario for, for, for these women. And they had so much fun doing it and it went on for course after course after course. Then they got the women up and they set them over into a living room area, set them down on some seats and, and massaged their feet and, and get, put lotion on their feet and took care of all that and even had the tongs and the wet towel, which I don't understand what they do with that, but, but they must have decided I've got to do something with the, wet, with the warm wet towel and laid it all out and, and, and did a massage on their, on their hands and took care of them. The whole event was six hours. Six hours of saying to these women, you are beautiful. You are radiant. You are precious. You are so worth this. Now you want a picture of kindness. A picture of kindness. You, you, you want to know the kind of church I want to be a part of? I want to be a part of a church where someone in leadership on the board takes an opportunity like that to show kindness to some of these young girls who have, had, who have had many reasons to not trust men and their love for them, who have had many other opportunities in the past to, to have a good time in self-destructive ways, to have this six-hour experience poured into them to say, you are of great value. That's a beautiful picture of kindness. Now I know for the men here in the room, this story just messes you up. I know that, I know that, I, and I tried, I tried to say to my wife, you don't want to come this morning, this is a bad Sunday, just stay away, we don't want to do that. But maybe there's a part of one of those stories that makes you say, in what way can I be love in action? Maybe there's something in there that says, in what way can I act in a similar way? What, what, in what way is God stirring this up in you to show kindness to others? I had the great fortune before I came here, of working with and, and being led by a man who literally wrote the book on kindness. His name's Steve Shogren in Cincinnati uh, when I was there. And he, uh, he's the one who hired me. When I, he was my, the pastor at the church there, and I got to work with him uh, for a number of years. And he wrote a book called Conspiracy of Kindness in the 90s. And this is just this great book that fully embraces the power of kindness to transform people's lives fully embraces Paul's words when he says that God's kindness leads to repentance. It has an effect on people. It makes people tilt their heads and go, okay, what's happening there? That's different. I'm interested in that. What's going on there? We fully embrace the words of Mother Teresa who said small things done with great love will change the world. We would uh, do, these things are listed in the book. It's called Conspiracy of Kindness, but there's hundreds and hundreds of, of small ways to show powerful kindness. We gave away thousands of cold Cokes on, on uh, hot days in Cincinnati. We gave away so much water, we can't even count it. We would go door to door once a year and give away batteries, nine volt batteries to, to, to people and saying, you, know, you gotta replace your smoke detector. Uh, here's a battery to take care of that. We just love you and we wanna take, you know, love you and your family. And, and we'd go into businesses around us with a toilet brush and, and a cleaner and say, hey, we wanna clean your toilet. And they'd say, what? And then we'd go, and they would be so weirded out by that that they would watch. And then, I mean, it would lead to some amazing conversations as a result of that. And then one of my favorite things, I talked about this a couple of years ago here, but one of the things that we do is you go to a, you go to a restaurant, you go to a drive-thru, and uh, so you go to McDonald's, and then you pay for the person behind you. So you go up there and you say, okay, how much is the bill for the person behind me? Ten bucks. Okay, here, here's ten dollars. Here's a card from our church. Would you just tell them that we're doing this because God loves them? 
and then you drive. And then the other car pulls up. And then you got this, this teenager working at McDonald's who's going, uh, <laughs> your stuff is paid for and they want you to know that God loves you. So you've transformed this teenager into an evangelist right there for 10 bucks. I mean, it's just awesome stuff. It's just amazing stuff. In the summer of 2005, which is the summer right before I came out here, we uh, annually we would have this event called SOS, Summer of Service, where uh, kids from all over the country would gather in, in Cincinnati and and uh, for a little over a week, we would talk about kindness and go out and, and do acts of kindness all throughout the city and do the whole thing. And so for, for that week, those kids, their, their kindness antenna are way up, way up, attentive to what's going on around them, ready for those quick moments to come by. In what way can we show kindness to other people? And, and as, during that week, one of the youth leaders went for lunch at one of the local restaurants, and there was a waitress who is a young gal, young, young gal, who just gave birth to twin girls. And the dad took off on him. So here this waitress is working real hard, trying to make enough money to take care of all this. This youth leader went back to uh, the leadership at the SOS thing in our church and said, hey, do you think maybe we can get the kids involved to help out with this woman? Told all the kids about it, 700 kids. These kids, they're pouring money out of their pocket that was used, that was going to be used for stuff for their own uh, souvenirs and that kind of stuff and putting it in a pot and seeing how much they could get. Kids are calling home saying, mom, I need some money out of my own bank account. I want to participate in this deal. Overall, they raised $5,000, went back to that restaurant and gave that young lady a check for $5,000 here. Now, if a big old church does that, uh, then the lady might say, wow, I mean, that's an awesome thing. That's an amazing thing. But 700 selfish teenage kids given $5,000 to a woman they don't even know, that's a miracle. That is remarkable. Now, this woman has twin four-year-old daughters now. Four years old. Do you think she'll ever forget the summer of 2005 there's no way maybe she still needs money maybe she doesn't need money anymore she will never forget that and what did it cost seven bucks a person seven bucks a kid seven bucks for a a transformed life someone who will forever carry with her the stamp the tattoo the imprint of God's kindness that leads to transformation it leads to repentance mm. now Bob uh, quoted Mother Teresa in that kindness can show up in so many just different ways in our smile and the way we treat other people and that's absolutely true what is the wake that we leave behind us but so often kindness costs us something even if it's seven bucks kindness will cost us something whether it's convenience or it's time or it's a, or it's a little bit of money so, I want to give you, I want to ask you to do something. Pull out your billfold, your wallet, your purse. Pull out, pull out a, uh, a, a piece of paper from there. Pull out a $20 bill if you've got one. Do it right now. Do it, just do it. Just pull it out. The ushers are not getting ready. Just pull it out. Pull it, and if you don't have a 20, just go with the largest bill in your thing. Okay. If you have 100, great. It'll be even a better game. Pull out whatever bill you have in there, okay? Get it in your hand. You ready for this? I now dub that bill 
no longer yours. See how easy that was? I mean, that was so easy. It was so easy. That's no longer yours. Here's a challenge for you, okay? Here's a challenge. Take that bill, whatever number it has on it, take that bill and allow your mind to creatively think, how can I use this in a way to show kindness to somebody else? How can I use this small thing to make a big difference in somebody else's life? Get together with some other people. Get together with your family and decide, how can we creatively do this together? Get together with your small group. Put them all in the middle and say, okay, now we've got $120. What are we going to do with this? What can we do with this in, in a creative way? And, and if you decide to follow through in this, see, you, you're creative folks. You'll come up with some great ideas. We, want it. we would love to hear it. Let us know. Send me an email. Call the church. Send somebody. Here, you know, all the information is on the program you received on the way in. Let us know. We'd love to hear about, about what happens, about how God's kindness leads to transformation. Okay? Now, here's the, here's the one rule about this. One rule. There's only one guideline with this deal. Whatever you do, if it's an act of service or you're doing a service for people in your community or whatever, you cannot accept money in return. even if the hope is to use that for something else, do not accept money in return. We used to do car washes and we had signs that said, free car wash, no kidding. (laughs) Because so often it says free car wash and then there's the big old guilt box right by there for you to put your donation in there. People would come in, they would get out of their cars and then they would say, uh, then they would do one of these and we'd say, no, 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 it's free, really. We cannot take that. And they said, no, no, just take the money. No, we can't take that. And people would say, then why are you doing this? The door swings open. And then we would just say to them, we're just real simple. We'd say, well, we're just showing you in a practical way that God loves you. And that that love is free. There's nothing we can do to get it. So, hey, just enjoy. We love doing this with you, for you. Maybe you can do a car wash in your community. Free lemonade. I don't know. Free dog grooming. That'd be really funny. I want to see pictures of that deal. <laughs> But it's just, that's, that's the one rule is that it has to be, it has to be free. So I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, Elena Porter who leads our yoga ministry. She and a team of amazing yoga instructors, they offer free yoga here six days a week. And it is always going to be free. It is free so that people come in and they experience this, this, this spiritual, physical, physical uh, Christ-centered experience. And then they say, why are you doing this? And then the leaders who are involved in that are able to say, in whatever form that they say, they say, because we want to show you that God loves you and God's love is free. This little piece of paper, this little piece of paper is a tool, a powerful tool for the kindness of God to work through you. This is love in action and it'll change the world. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you show kindness to us, that as we um, are, have a tendency to judge others or to, to poke at others or to compare ourselves with others and feel better about ourselves because of that comparison, God, that you continue to show your kindness and that when we get a glimpse of it, when we see it, when we feel it, we know that we want more and we are so thankful for it. And God, you give us the opportunity to to have this fruit be healthy on our tree so that we can show kindness to others and may it lead to repentance. May it lead people's hearts 
to want to know more about you. May those doors be open. God, I pray a blessing on each person in this room who's going to take this challenge to use this money to show kindness to others in the community so that conversations will stir up to say, well, this crazy guy at our church talked about this or whatever, and that it would be about you, God, that it would be about your glory and the the life change that you have made. God, I pray uh, protection in this room for any guilt that has seeped in. That anybody who's thinking, oh, now I got one more thing to do. God, just, you, would just, you would just wipe away any guilt connected to this. It's not about that at all. That those who feel like it is, um, like they can do this with the bill that they pulled out of their wallet, that they would do it with a cheerful heart, knowing that you are gonna change people through this. We pray these things in the amazing name of Jesus. Amen.